0: Hey there, this is Janie. If you've been struggling to get your own pet business growing sustainably and you're completely overwhelmed with all of the noise on social media, you should come to my new Building Success boot camp. After 26 years operating my own nearly seven-figure pet business, I know what it takes to design and build the foundation and systems needed for a high-performing and sustainable pet business. In this boot camp I'm going to be breaking down the 5 top phases of building a successful pet business. So, if you're ready, it's going to start on October 21st. Head on over to the sign up at <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of the Pet Biz Hive podcast. I have a special guest with me today. It's the founder of the Interact Quiz Builder, and this is Josh. Uh, so excited to be able to talk to him today. We have spent a lot of time lately talking about tech options, automation, and of course, how to build your client and nurturing list to help you expand your pet business. And this is right down the lane of that. So welcome, Josh. Tell everyone a little bit more about who you are and what the Interact Quiz Builder is.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This is going to be fun. I I I enjoy.
0: Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun to be able to talk about tech, but in a a more enjoyable environment, because we're talking about pets. Um, <laughs> the, cool. the, the, the really, you know, core tech stuff gets a little redundant sometimes. Um, but yeah, this will be fun. My, uh, my background is as a lifelong entrepreneur. I started my first company when I was 15. And I just turned 31. So over 50% of my life now, which is great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, started out doing uh, landscaping work mowing lawns, and that evolved into installing grass and sprinkler systems, uh, bigger jobs. And then that serendipitously turned into a marketplace for used electronics, uh, where I would buy and fix and resell computers. Um, And then I went to college and learned about software and started Interact in college, uh, which was 11 years ago now. We started this when, uh, you you would tell people quiz and they're like, why would I take a quiz? I I just, I don't want to do more school. The first three or four years, that was the most common reaction. And now people say, you know, quiz for lead gen and they're like, oh yeah, whatever. Um, normal. So before it was cool by a long shot. um, Yeah. So you were like one of
0: the pioneers there, right?
1: Yeah. I think, uh, We just have seen uh, some like turnover in the market. We've seen a lot of turnover in the market, like software companies come and go in the quiz space. Um, But I would say the vast majority, like we're just kind of copycats of what we created because when we created it, there was literally nothing. Like there was no way to just like make a quiz and host it on your website. Um, BuzzFeed was just getting popular with like their quizzes, but that's just on BuzzFeed. Uh, It's not like a separate thing. So yeah, we like invented the industry.
0: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, you can only find out so many times what Disney princess you are, right?
1: Right. And that's where Sometimes it gets cool. it's got
0: to get a little better than that. <laughs> right. That's not the type of quizzes we're talking about.
1: No. And that's where it gets cool to, you know, combine this, this, like I said, like the core tech stuff with the creativity and imagination of a small business owner. And that's always been our mission. Like we've always stayed with small businesses up to this point. We do have big companies that use us, but our core demographic is like the small business, couple of people um, who's really trying to get a leg up on the competition uh, using something that, you know, the the core functionality of a quiz is very similar to the algorithms that give you your recommendations on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's the same logic on the back end. It's just, you're able to use it for, 29 bucks a month or whatever versus four billion dollars a year, whatever they spend over at Amazon to give you those recommendations where it's like you should buy this next. Um, so that's how we got into it is is discovering that there was this huge mismatch where it does work really well to make these recommendations, but there's not a solution for small Mm -hmm. business.
0: So, you know, let's back up a little little bit for those of those in the audience that don't know really the concept of this quiz or what Interact is all about and how it actually would apply to a small business owner. Um, I guess, tell us a little bit about how you have seen other people in um, well, small business space uh, you know, possibly even if you've had some other people in the pet industry that have used this type of quiz, how have you seen it uh, benefit a small business owner?
1: Yeah, so there's, there's kind of a very generic way that you can approach this that's specific because every business is totally unique, right? Like every, even within the pet sector, right? Like your business is not the same as friends of yours that run businesses or competition, like y'all have different unique aspects of the company. Uh, So the way that the quiz functions best is if you're answering the question that is on the mind of your customer when they find you either through social media or on your website or wherever they find you, they're thinking about something, right? Like there's a question in the back of their mind. Um, You know, maybe it's like, let's just take a pet food business because it's a really easy one. Like which which of these pet foods should I buy for my pet? Like, my pet has unique needs? Uh, What what should I be buying? Right? And that that literally becomes the title of your quiz is like, well, which pet food should you buy? Uh Um, And then so that like, ends
0: up being like a product recommendation if you maybe are brick and mortar or you have an online store.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then like, you know, on the other side, right, let's let's take a non-product one, like a, a dog behavioral uh, coach, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the question that's on their mind is probably something like, why is my dog misbehaving? Um And that becomes the title of your quiz. So whatever it is that your customer is like pondering, what they're trying to think about, the goal that they have in mind when they come across your stuff, that becomes the title of your quiz. And then the conversation that you have through the questions of your quiz is simply trying to find the answer to that question that they have. Like which pet food should they buy for their pet? Uh, Uh What is causing this dog's behavioral issues? And then at the end, you have these outcomes, which are your recommendation of like, I think you should try this type of training, or you should try this type of food. And that's where you tie in your products. Because, you know, you say this type of food, and you're like, well, you can buy it. Um, Or you say this type of training, and you're like, Oh, I have a program for that. And Uh it's super natural tie into selling your goods and services.
0: Yeah, what I've really noticed in, let's see, I think I've been using Interact for over a year. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, I don't even remember exactly how I first found out about Interact, probably through Amy Porterfield. Um, And uh, so I checked it out and made a couple of quizzes. And with mine, you know, the listeners might have tried some of my quizzes. I'll drop them down in the show notes for you to see. Uh, You know, probably the first one that I did was what type of pet business owner you are. And, you know, I've really, really discovered there's four different phases of pet business ownership. And so that is what I had originally created that quiz for, is to help, you know, establish an initial relationship with someone um, by helping them see kind of where their pain point is and help them really clarify in their minds what stage they are in. So when I created that quiz, you know, I had very specific questions to kind of lead, lead them through the question process to what phase they were in and then really able to kind of uh, define in those, the results section based off of what answer they got, uh, some real great tips To help them in their phase, and then being able to really define who I was and what kind of value that I offered to the uh, the industry. So that's what I really appreciate about these quizzes is they're really very full circle, and um, you know you can make it something that's just fun. Um, I have one that's a personality quiz for. Uh, Well, I have some for um, actual pet parents with my own pet business, and then I have one that is, of course, for the industry that just helps, you know, what breed are you? And those are fun. We use those a lot when we do events. That's our biggest attractor when we do pet events is people want to take those quizzes. And oh I don't know what breed am I what breeds are represented I hope I'm a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's you know it it automatically will start a conversation. And um and that's what I find to be really cool about the entire service that you offer.
1: Yeah, that's that point right at the end is so so prescient. It's it's a great conversation starter mm-hmm. and You know, we always recommend to people when they do ask for the email at the end of the quiz and send the follow ups, like keep that conversation going, like keep your emails conversational, because at the end of the day, right, like if you want a long term client, you know, I think I think the Internet has moved past its uh, passive income phase a little bit where like everyone was obsessed with like, I'm going to do no work and talk to nobody and make a ton of money.
0: Oh, uh, so like, yeah, we all dream about that. Right.
1: Right. That was like 10 years. And now people yeah. are like, it can be semi passive. But at the end of the day, your best clients are going to be people that you have relationships with. Um, uh-huh. And so, you know, and the hardest part is starting that conversation and standing out. And when there's just a sea of other options, right? Like so much content being made so much stuff i think the thing that's unique about quizzes though is like most content is just like hey 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 listen to me
0: whereas mm-hmm. the quiz
1: is like what's going on with you like what's, oh that's true it takes you know? it right back to them yeah
0: and um you know you were talking about that relationship building in a in a sea of noise and and how are you going to stand out That is so appropriate in the pet industry. You know, there are those of us that have professional businesses, and then there's all of the uh, rovers and the wags that are, you know, the the app services where you can, hey, I just want to find a dog walker for today and randomly sign up for one. You know, we're really trying to distinguish ourselves um, within the entire space of, hey, why you want to go with us. And so it's so important to get the attention and still keep it. I and this like this is so perfect with what I've been doing over the summer in the Petbiz MBA membership talking about email marketing and lead magnets and even in some of my Hive podcasts. I know back on episode 100 I was talking about lead magnets. And honestly, these quizzes are I mean they're one of the ones I have in my back pocket that I love to use. It's so much different than Hey, here's just an extra piece of value I have, because it's, it's a curiosity, especially if you start with a great first question, people are like, all right, they are just led to say, all right, let me, let me do this quiz and see what these questions look like. And you can start building the relationship through the way that you set up your questions. And there's just so much freedom and latitude in, in how you set up the results And then like you said, the follow-up afterwards, I mean, that's, that is the meat of it is you've got this started. So you have to maintain that relationship. So guys, this is what I'm talking about. Making sure that you have your CRM or your email service provider set and ready to go for these types of things. And, you know, I know this entire conversation Gosh, started with us. You reached out to me because I tried one of the new features that you have in Interact. the The buzz about AI has been, you know, dominating our our industry lately, and using all of the, you know, Chat GPT, all the different options that we have. And looky, looky, I turn and I see that you guys are using it too, <laughs> mm-hmm. which blew my mind. I am um, not a software person don't know how to write software, don't really want to know how to write software because my brain's too stuffed as it is. But I find it fascinating how that could be applied to what you do. So tell everybody a little bit about how you are incorporating AI into the quiz building world.
1: Yeah. So I'll start with uh, the most common feedback that we hear about AI in general, which is It gives you pretty much useless content. Like you go to chat GPT and you're like, can you write this? And it gives you something that's unusable. It's like very generic. (laughs) It sounds like an AI, right? That goes into without getting too nerdy here, but like the AI is, is not intelligent. It's, it's an LLM. It's a large language model. It's basically predicting what the next word in a sentence should be. And then constructing content based on that. So it's super generic. And, and that's how it's supposed to be. It's meant to be like a tool. So then what we do is we put two layers on top of that. One layer is taking a customer input, meaning like you as the business owner say, I want to quiz about pets. I want to quiz about dogs. I want to quiz about dog business owners, or pet business owners. Right. And we take the instructions that you give us and we run it through a prompt which translates those instructions to something that's more readable by the AI, by the LLM, because you need that middle layer. And then what we do is we cross-reference what you gave us, like your instructions, with a proprietary list of examples that are actually written to be a go-between between humans and the AI. You put in something, you want a list of questions. We know what you mean, which is called something called inference. So we can infer what you mean by that. We run it through our examples, which can talk to the AI and the AI can infer what we mean. So we built these two layers in between and we're in the process of starting like a patent on that because it's like extremely in depth. It's like 35 pages of prompts, essentially very dense. Um, (laughs) And on top of that, it's funny, we do
0: have a lot of people in the industry that are totally into geeky tech things. So, you know, I know there are some people out there listening that are like, oh yeah, that's my language.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's always like kind of somewhere in between. I have friends at like really, really heavy AI ML companies where they're working on, you know, the most advanced stuff in the world. And then we also work with clients that we, we walk them through how to use. Uh, software's and so it's like very different ends of the spectrum and we've tried to land the tool in a place where it is helpful if you are very techie and you know exactly how to manipulate the prompts on your side to get it to give you what you want or you can literally just go in like we just launched this title generator today you can just put dogs as your prompt but just write dogs and it'll give you a bunch of ideas for quizzes that are really good um so it works whether you're like really advanced and you write this long prompt about what kind of quiz titles you want, or you just put in one word works either way.
0: The title generator. So you said that just came out today. Is that actually on the website?
1: Yeah, it's on the ai.tryinteract.com site. There's like a free tools thing at the top. um, And you can play around with those and we'll be launching more of those uh, in the coming weeks as well for questions and outcomes and follow-up emails. So you can, you know, do little pieces of your quiz. And then the main tool is this flow where we ask you a bunch of questions about your business, and then it generates an entire quiz. So you kind of have multiple options, like you can piecewise it or you can go for the full thing.
0: That is pretty cool. You know, and I was, uh, that's, that's when we got connected here is because I put in several different uh, AI options to try out this quiz builder AI style. And, um, y'all, this is really, really fun. I, I put in a couple of prompts and I have not had the opportunity to spruce them up yet to share them with you, but I will, uh, I will put the links in the show notes to the ones that I have going so far. You know, I thought it was really neat. One of the things that, um, that you allow, which is something that I've encountered problems with so much with a lot of the, you know, if you're using chat GPT is it doesn't access the internet and you can't access mm-hmm. kind of that real time information. Cause I was looking for something that would create a really cool podcast playlist for listeners based off of where they are in business and the type of things that, they really, uh, would benefit from hearing from whether, you know, they're, they're at the starting of their business and they just need some basic information, or if they want to really capitalize on the marketing information that I have in the podcast that I was able to put in my podcast information. And I don't know the magic of interact slash AI, whatever you have going on there, it spit out, I mean, a nearly perfect quiz. Yeah. So, like, explain how that how that works how how everything is able to I don't know it's magic to me and you probably should just say honey it's magic because that would make it easier to kind <laughs> <laughs> to explain to me how it works right It's
1: to I, I think it's pretty simple and maybe it's it's just my bias but I to, so the hardest part of all that was that you had created that content. That's, that's the hardest part by far and away. And our best customers that interact are at the stage where they have created really good content. But like we were talking about, there's too much content now, right? Like it's hard, you know, you have all these episodes, It's like which ones are best for me to start with. So you did the hardest part. What we did was we just took that content. And it was the same process where we told the LLM to chat GPT interface this is how you should analyze that content and here's what you should be looking for within that content in order to craft this quiz and then we said here's how you should write the questions and here's how you should write the outcomes to make this a good quiz which that's like our proprietary secret sauce is like how the you actually sauce. write those <laughs> actually write those questions and outcomes because if you just ask chat to write you quiz it's going to be really not great um so that's, a, that's what we did. We said, here's how you should f- reformat that content. Here's what you should be looking for. And then here's how you should write the actual quiz. And then it just analyze your content. And that's what the LLM, the AI is really good at is analyzing content and pulling out relevant information. That's how it was built. It was built by reading Wikipedia articles to create quiz questions. That was, that's the basis of this whole thing it's why it works really well for Quizzes, um, so that's all it did. It just like followed our instructions, used our examples, and then used the AI to extract the the relevant information to fill in the blanks to the template that we gave it.
0: So with the quiz builder, you can set it up to you know just come up with something possibly that would help the local business owners. Again, making sure you put the best prompt in there. But now, if somebody has like a pretty substantial blog could it do the same type of thing with a blog because they already have that content created?
1: Totally. Yeah. Uh, you can put in like a URL or multiple URLs um, and have it pull the right content. Um, we're actually working on something right now that can read an entire book. Uh, where well, we have it on our end. It's just not public facing. So you can put a book in it'll condense that book down using a bunch of AI stuff uh, and then create quizzes based off of a book. So, any length of content can be condensed down and then put into the AI to create the quizzes.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. So that's coming, that's coming next. I'm trying to think, how can I use that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, we have we have a whole like floodgate of stuff that's gonna be getting released right now. We have the title generator and we have our main quiz builder, and then we'll do the question generator. Uh, the outcomes the follow-up emails and then we'll start adding in other features where you can put in urls or instagram profiles or books or whatever it is uh, and it'll just read that and it's going to be a very interactive interface too where it's not going to just be you know a black box you'll be able to make choices throughout like i like this title or you know i like these outcomes but could you rewrite them in a certain way and it will do all that like in real time. So you can make sure it's tailored to like what you're looking to do.
0: Since you've been doing this for such a long period of time, what is, uh, what is the type of quiz that seems to get the most engagement?
1: Yeah, the key with that is two things. Like it has to be about the person who's taking the quiz. Like it has to be about them, um, you know, over time. And, and now that we have the AI, like, prompting people with the titles, it's, it's much easier to have this conversation. But we had a lot of arguments over the years of like companies that are like, yeah, but we want this. And I'm like, nobody cares. Like those quizzes will always fail where it's like, it's really obvious that you're just trying to get customers. You're just trying to get information. It has to be about what the customer wants. Um, so that has to be the title. But then, like I said, you go through this process you get to those outcomes where the solutions are your products. And so you will end up getting what you want. Uh, it's kind of like that phrase, right? Like, if you want to get what you want, give other people what they want. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's,
0: that's a Zig Ziglar, classic Zig Ziglar.
1: Yep, that's the key. Um, and then in terms of like the actual semantics of the words that you use within the title, I would recommend just using the title generator because it's already programmed in there. We have... About two hundred title templates that are just all the right all the best ones, and it'll just take your idea or your content and put them into those templates. And so you can choose and it doesn't really matter which one you choose. It's more like your preference at that point um, because they're all optimized for maximum conversion.
0: Yeah, and that is that is the key there with with the title is of course, something that jumps out at them. but like you said, maximum conversion. Yep, uh, it has to be the the right messaging for that audience to to get them to bite. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I love how you say that it needs to be all about the person. So I'm trying to figure out for the audience, you know, some other really great, really great options. Because of course, you know, many times you'll have these quiz options listed on your website, um, or you'll share them on social media. Do you see the many other creative locations? Your email marketing um any other places that you've seen people really uh, benefit from having them listed besides social and website
1: yeah any content that you create any podcasts that you're on mm-hmm. basically anywhere you're showing up online the quiz is a great entry point uh you know rather than just telling people hey go check out my website which is like well what to check out on your website it's it's much easier to say hey go check out my quiz like it's about X and it's fun. Um, yep.
0: yeah we, um, we we have QR codes on our uh, all of our event things, event banners so people can take our you know what breed are you quiz mm-hmm. which is always very interesting to them. So mm-hmm. um, you know you can put QR codes on any of your marketing materials that can start mm-hmm. you know getting some interest generated for it too. Um, you could help people with your quizzes, understand possibly what the best service is that you offer that would be for them. So it can be that educational aspect for your services or, um, you know, like you said, the dog training, when There's so many different options out there in the industry, whether you are, you know, strictly in home services, or if you're brick and mortar retail dog daycare, anything like that. So um, fun, fun and engaging. And then, um, you know, what what do you really recommend for people after they start engaging with quizzes? Uh, Do you do you advise business owners to like, you know, adjust their quizzes, change their quizzes, do new ones? What's your recommendation?
1: Yeah, I think you can do all the above and like with the ai tools it makes it a lot easier now like if you want to swap out a question you can just go generate some questions with ai and be like oh i'm going to try this one see if that changes anything generally once the quiz is in a good place you don't really need to do much with it like that's kind of the nice thing about it is because it is dynamic like it's a different experience for people they could take it multiple times and get different results at the end each time Uh, so it's different from like a downloadable or a checklist or something where it's just one thing that doesn't change. Uh, so we've seen people leave up the same quizzes for years and years, probably the oldest ones are seven or eight years old. Um, and they're they're still still producing. Still producing, especially if you put it on like a page on your website, it might be getting traffic from Google now, uh, you know, for people searching for a certain type of quiz. Um, so that's, that's something you can certainly do. Uh, now that the AI is enabled, we've started to see a lot of new behavior where people are launching more and more quizzes. Traditionally, it was more like you had your marquee quiz that you would just run. But now we're seeing people do two, three, four, five, ten 10 quizzes, like you could just do something fun, right? Like, which Halloween costume should you have for your dog, right? And spin that up in in a couple minutes and throw it up on socials. And, you know, maybe you throw the email capture on there and just ask people like, oh, if you want to be on my list, like, go for it. If not, just skip this opt-in. Um, and, you know, you get some subscribers out of it and you get some engagement. Uh, people love taking the quizzes and it, it does well on socials. So we're seeing people do many, many more now uh, than they used to, uh, which I think is great. It's like any other sort of content that you create, except it's like getting close to just being one click now where you can write a blog post and then you put the blog post into the quiz generator and you get a quiz from it. Uh, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, kind of tracing back on what you were saying for those that don't really understand the format of the quiz. Um, I mean, you're going to be answering all of these questions and the results come through. Uh, But if you've taken quizzes online before, a lot of times there's a wall there where you have to put in your name and your email address to get your results. But that is up to you what you want to do with this quiz builder. You can either have that turned on, you know, based off of what your purpose is. If you're truly wanting to use it as a lead generation tool, then Of course, you're going to want to get their email address. But like he said, you can have it set up for fun, which they don't have to provide their email address unless, again, you invite them to. But the beautiful thing is the results that they get still have all of the ways to connect with you and the value that you personally offer. So uh, I have a little bit of both. Most of the time, I don't have mine turned on where they have to provide their email address because I still just want to get the value in their hands. I I don't want to, you know, I don't know what percentage it is. Sometimes it gets to that point and then jumps out because they don't want to share their email. If you get to that point, then they're not going to find out more about you. So, you know, me personally, I like not having that. So, so then it keeps the conversation open so I can provide value in the results, and then let them know more about who I am and, and what value I can provide additionally. So I, you know, that's a little bit more that I guess permission marketing when you when you get to the end, and it's not like okay, well now you've spent all this time on this quiz, and so I'm not going to tell you your answer till you give me your email.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah. that I don't know that might not frustrate other people like it does for me, but um, I do like that Interact has that specific piece that's so easily able to be turned on and off
1: yeah I, and i love that approach that you have i think what i'm hearing you say is like it's it depends on the circumstance and i think that's really important in marketing is just to know the context like and what's the trade you know how much value are you giving and how much are they getting you know if it's like a super long, like in depth assessment quiz, it's 50 questions, like, yeah, it probably makes sense to ask for an email at the end of that. If it's five questions, and it's about what's your dog personality might not make sense to ask for an email on that, like
0: yeah, what what Halloween costume, right? Right?
1: Yeah, it's like, know, the context know, like, what is what is the circumstance, put yourself in the shoes of your customer? Like, what makes sense for them. And I think just keep it appropriate in that way. And it's honestly, I think that's a great approach to all marketing.
0: Yes, that is true. Yeah, because we're, you know, I mean, our industry, we're different from a lot of industries. Uh, We're just we're so personal. You know we're dealing we're walking into people's homes, you know, we're mm-hmm. taking care of their little four-legged babies. and it's, it's automatically highly high touch relationship building. so this this is just such a good way to be able to complement the front end of that relationship and and letting them know who you are. A little bit of your humor and your flavor because you can inject a lot of humor into these quizzes also,
1: yeah, that's that's one of my favorite parts of it is like you you can really. You can get away with a lot more because you're asking questions and there's answer choices to those questions. So, you know, like I have a really dry sense of humor and that doesn't <laughs> come through in like written content when I'm like, you know, if I'm doing like a, a social media written post, it's it's tough. But you do a quiz where you like can ask a question and then you provide the answer choices and it puts some context to your like really dry question, and people are like, Oh, that's funny.
0: Oh, Sorry. I get it now. It's yeah, it's really exactly. nice
1: to have that. Yeah.
0: I love it. So, uh, so give me one of your favorite quizzes that you've ever seen someone do before.
1: Mm, that's a good question. I used to have a very standard answer, but I'm gonna update my answers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it for a second. Um, you know, honestly, the first one that does come to mind, just because I thought it was really sweet um was a prominent uh hospital did what type of therapy dog are you because the therapy dogs that come in you know when, yeah. when you're in the hospital for a long time and i thought it was really sweet like they did very well with the setup of it like they you know in each result they told the personality of each dog and it got like a absurd amount of like traffic and engagement on socials too. Um, but I just thought it was a nice use case. Like this is a perfect example of like humanizing a brand, making something that is not a fun experience for anybody, like being in a hospital, like a little more, not so terrible. Um, just like bringing some levity to the situation. I thought that was really nicely done. Uh, and that's that's the first one that comes to mind. It's also relevant to what we're talking well, about.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. Right. Didn't have mm-hmm. to be. But bonus points for that one. Mm-hmm. So the the purpose of their quiz was really just to just to help people connect to what they do there was. Was it like literally like, oh, here's one of the dogs we have here and and creating those as the different results?
1: Uh, No, they did have it tied to a fundraiser. They were in the middle of a big push. I forget the exact context of the fundraiser, but they had it tied into that. And um, I would imagine that it it helped a lot with that just based on the amount of people that took that quiz and and, like were liking it on uh, socials. So um, okay, yeah, that's they, good. It was I mean, purpose. Yeah, Definitely
0: having that kind of a, a non thing. And I think you said earlier that um, that you also work with uh, Best Friends Animal Sanctuary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we we love them. They've been doing it for years now. Um, they have, uh, I think one of their most prominent ones is like which which pet is like a match for you, like which adoptable dog. Uh, which I think is a great use case. It's like again, it kind of personalizes it. You go on the website and you see there's 20 dogs available for adoption and they narrow it down to one and it's it's much more personal in that way.
0: Oh, I like that. I'm sure that's probably given a lot of the listeners some some different ideas of quizzes that they could do. And, and you know, that's just the fun thing is is getting in there and choosing the pictures for your answers and letting your personality come out mm-hmm. um, and you know I mean some of us are busy and you know we're all about the business end of it but this is just a way that your potential clients can just really understand you a little better you know mm-hmm. under you know you can feed it with your your mission and vision and you can just almost make it whatever you want it to be
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it like it it lets people kind of see behind the scenes a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was reading a prominent advertising book yesterday, and they were saying like, all transactions are from one person to another, like, nobody sells to a business, like there's no business, like, you know, one person connects with another person, and it makes sense to make a, a business deal right and that's what it all boils down to and if you can show more of like your personality and what makes you unique i think gives you a huge uh edge and it also you know something we haven't talked about but something that it does do is it it helps you avoid the difficult situation of like getting the wrong clients which can often be way more costly Mm. uh, to your business because by the time you bring them on and then you realize it's not the right fit and then you have to offboard them that can take up so much of your space and mental capacity, especially. Um, And so the quiz helps you really like, you know, get the right people in. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true because it, you know, that's one of the benefits is you, you can choose to use it for the purpose of segmenting your audience based Mm -hmm. off of what type of answers they provide. So yeah, yeah you know, especially if you are looking to provide some kind of a a luxury high-end service, you know, the, our market is, is really starting to go towards that because of the direction the pet industry is going, the growth of the pet industry, the uh, change in just philosophy of people with pets, pets being their kids now, Uh, you know, I've been in the industry itself for 34 years and such a dramatic difference from, you know, the view of pets 34 years ago to now.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Which is a good thing overall for the industry, right? People Big,
0: big changes. So, okay. You know, now I'm an avid book reader. You said that you were reading an advertising book. Which one was Mm it?
1: Uh, I honestly don't remember, but the Uh. other one, the other one that, is It's basically a copy of another book, but The Confessions of an Advertising Man, David Ogilvy. Um, okay. Um, all of David Ogilvy's books are, uh-huh. I think, all modern advertising is just a copy of his stuff. And I'm sure he copied it from somebody else, but um, it's, it's pretty much all the principles in there um, are super relevant to today.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, you know, I always hear, oh, there are no no new original ideas. I don't know. I feel that they are just because people are able to pull from so, so much amazing information and, you know, it changes all the time. It's like, you know, now we've got AI and, you know, who knows what's going to end up coming out of that with uh, idea generation.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I, I think it's great to be able to pull from the past. That's why I like the, the Ogilvy stuff is like early 1900s, but it's so... Oh,
0: relevant. wow. Okay. So that is really pulling from the past. Yeah.
1: Super <laughs> relevant. Like it's exactly the same stuff. I mean, like I'm sure the psychologists who you know built a lot of the modern social networks were avid Ogilvy readers, because uh, you can see it show up in how the big companies do their marketing
0: Oh, that's awesome. And you have to pay attention to that in your industry. So a uh, big, big difference.
1: Yeah, we have like so many books baked into our AI, like probably a hundred like <laughs> different nice. like, psychology and marketing books baked into different aspects of how we generate a quiz. It's, it's, all, it's all there. You just got to distill it, you know.
0: That's really cool. So like, honestly, because you said you have the new, I guess, book reader situation, it literally is baked into it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, literally, yep, it's 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 very cool what you can do with condensing so much information into an engine that can then create more information.
0: Yeah, never, ever would have thought that we'd see things like this and that it's coming out so quickly. I think that's part of uh, part of the the challenge for small business owners is overwhelm. It's having all of these, well, of course, you know, Interact existed well before the whole AI craze, but I just, this calendar year, the way that it's blown up and it's everywhere in the market and everyone is talking about it, um, you know, it's, it just seems like it's all over the place. And and I know in our industry, people are like, wait a minute, I'm out here trying to take care of pets. And and now I have to try to keep up with all this change in technology. It just feels like it's so much faster this year than it has ever been historically.
1: Yeah, and it's we did a ton of research on the AI before we jumped into it. And the, the first papers were, weirdly enough, part of the Oppenheimer project. Um, oh. Anybody seen that movie? That's uh-huh. where the, the uh, neural network Uh, stuff came from that is the foundation of this wave of ai Um, yeah (laughs) and so the the information and if you go back and you look at those papers it's fascinating because the logic of that that they came up with in the 60s is exactly the same as the logic of creating a quiz like literally verbatim um the same same thing that's happening on the back end but then you know five years ago or so like multi-threading started to happen with nvidia and get like really fast for crypto which obviously like came and fell apart and left but right. what was left is these multi-threading processors which is what you need for ai to function and so now you have like this technology that's been in the works for a long time and then you have the processors to actually run it and so then it all just comes on the scene my prediction is like It's going to move slow from here because this stuff has been around for so long it's just able to go to market now but moving forward the process of like developing products is going to be the same as every process of developing products it takes time you have to do customer research you have to do a launch you have to build stability in and so i would say if it's feeling overwhelming this year next year and the following year, the AI stuff will Mm -hmm. chill out. Um, and what's on the scene now, like is kind of the gist of what it's going to be for a few years.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's been, it has been a lot. It's been overwhelming to try to keep up with, but thankfully we've got, you know, programs like this that, you know, we don't have to completely reinvent the apple cart. It's just, uh, a simple subscription, and you have so many—I um, guess—tutorials on how to get it set up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's one of the interesting things. Is it was very, and this was before the AI. Geez, if I could have had something give me a title and write it for me, that would have been even different. Um, you know, when I signed up for it, I was coming up with that content myself. But uh, highly user friendly, uh, very intuitive on how to put the questions together and and match everything up. And, you know, I didn't necessarily start with one that was, you know, an easy, fluffy concept either. So, you know, I was having to really think through and strategize the questions and, you know, the, because I wanted to point people in a specific direction and, and, and I even found it, you know, really easy to use it for that. So, you know, certainly I thought that would be a great opportunity for people to understand how Interact works and, and how they can use it in their pet business. So any other things that, that you want to mention to, to people about the products moving forward?
1: Um, Yeah, I think we're going to just be launching these tools. Check out the title generator. That one is like completely free, no like sign up required or anything. But,
0: yeah, I can't wait um, to play with that one. Just
1: play around with it, see what it comes up with. Um, we'll have question generator and other stuff on that same a URL, I think it's ai.trianrack.com tools or something like that.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and yeah, you can like play around with those. We also have our own podcast uh, for the last like couple of years, years, um, where the team talks through a lot of not just quizzes like today's episode was about tools for creating videos, um, which our team has uh, created really solid videos this year, we've grown our YouTube subscribers like 500%. Um, and so they just kind of went into their behind the scenes process. Uh, and it's really relevant for people that don't have a lot of time because our team has to wear a lot of hats. So mm. anything they're doing is, is done in a short amount of time. So I think it's a great way, like, if you're curious about this stuff, but like don't want to jump right in, the podcast is a good listen, because it also helps oh, with nice. other things.
0: Yeah. What's the podcast called?
1: It's called Creator Stories, um, but probably by the time this comes out, we'll be changing the name to just Grow because um, it's just oh. about growing your business. Um, so Grow okay. by Interact uh, is the name of the podcast.
0: Nice. And then you also have a YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, the YouTube channel is great. Like Speaking of the tutorials, uh, our team has really come a long ways in terms of like just very easy to follow tutorials that keep them snappy, like three to four minutes, which is wild. Because when I did it, it took like 20 minutes to explain a concept that they're doing in like three now. And I'm like, ah, nice.
0: (laughs) Micro learning. I know for those of us that like get so into what we're talking about, yeah, micro learning is a little challenging for us to develop
1: i know it's it's honestly it was a, a a lifesaver to have like the team take it over because they're coming in with fresh eyes and they're like here's the important parts let's get rid right. of the rest of this I'm stuff
0: still that down just a little
1: yeah, bit yes it's very good
0: yeah what's the name of the youtube channel
1: uh that one you can just look for interact quiz builder on youtube okay. and uh, yeah. you'll find our channel there
0: cool yeah i mean if nothing else people definitely need to check that out i'll drop that down in the show notes Just, you know, for people to dabble with toes, like you said, just to see what it's like and and just start thinking about possibility, how they could use it for their own, uh, you know, potential clients and generating more interest in their business. Totally. That is cool. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate, number one, you reaching out to me. I felt very honored. Um, and uh, and for having such an incredible product that nice. you've developed and you know clearly you're not just sitting back and resting and letting it float now you are constantly iterating and improving
1: yeah so, well, thanks for having me on this was enjoyable yeah, for me
0: it. I'm going to get out there and keep playing with that, that AI generator myself
1: love it love it
0: <laughs> thank you so much Josh I appreciate you being on with me thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move?